genre. What up, everybody, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name's Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the usual voices on this show, Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read the books we're going to talk about on this show, uh, we're going to spoil those for you. So I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you may need to skip. Our top story this week is Justice League International Book 2 Around the World by Keith Giffen, J.M. DeMattis, and Kevin McGuire, and a laundry list of other folks. Uh, big book, big long book with lots of talent. Big We're back, everybody. Book. We're back! We, we did, did it, kind of. <laughs> took us a while, but we, we, got, we found our way back to the recording. It was recording. like it's been forever. It has been forever, and we... Um, not very smart because we're winging it uh we didn't factor in free comic book day so we were off an extra week that we did not plan to be off so sorry (laughs) about that in case Uh, anyone had any illusions that we were getting better at planning no of course not no no no. yeah well i mean free comic book day i feel like it's the same weekend every year but every year it's like halfway through april and i go oh oh god yeah Oh, yeah, no. it's always a fucking surprise, even though yeah. you know it's coming. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where like we hadn't put up social media stuff, and then I got yelled at, and I was just like, "Wait, what? What day is it right <laughs> now? Where am I? It's oh, it's tax day. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that either. Yeah, exactly. It's just like this double whammy of like, whoops. <laughs> that one I just things, forgot about completely. Multiple things on my to do list that uh, I have not. Done. And oh, then right after Free fun. Comic Book Day, you got Mother's Day. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I definitely forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that so, uh, my mom and I have agreed that we don't celebrate Mother's Day. Instead, uh, we celebrate Father's Day because uh, she she was both for me. So it's so, like a it's well, like a good double whammy and a fuck you to do my you, dad. Do you go like every? You should you should go every other. Well, well, you know what I mean. Uh, you can't do both in the same year. That's just like, I feel like that's your mom getting a little greedy. But like, if you go every other year, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this year it's Father's Day. Next year it's Mother's Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I would forget one or the other, um, whichever oh, yeah. one it was. And that I would be bad. I forget both every year. So I get it. <laughs> and also like Mother's Day comes around and it gives me a chance to be like, mm, I should do that uh, and be ready for June. Smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, there's no way to forget because it's, I, I get a, I get like a little primer ahead of time. It's great. Ah, I knew this dude in high school who had like three complete sets of grandparents. Oh, that's too many. Which is just like so hard to keep track of. Like, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. No. Because he had like grandparents and step grandparents and then like step parents with grandparents. It it was like a, like a Fibonacci spiral of of grandparents. Nesting doll of grandparents. There's it's a too, grandparent and the grandparent. There's too many of them. <laughs> well, they're all wearing the scarves anyway, so that's fine. It's like, you know, Chris, Christmas is probably pretty rad for someone with 19 grandparents, but then, like, you got to remember all those birthdays. You got to... That's someone yeah. else's You got to be extra cautious around wolves that are wearing... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hoods? Absolutely. <laughs> that's just nature trying to sort things out. It's like, you've got too many grandparents. Yeah. You got to be careful mm-hmm. for extra hairy grandmothers, because it's definitely a wolf <laughs> trying to eat. 
trying to eat somebody. Oh, man. <laughs> I've met some pretty hairy grandparents. I know. <laughs> Speaking of hairy uh, people, I guess, I don't know. I have fucking six pets now, and I don't know what is wrong I, with I, me. I truly do not understand how you have room to live. What? You are in complete control of that, of how many pets you have, Casey. Am I? I don't know. This is also halfway on Zach. No, because you're definitely not. I'm not in control. No, I. No, it, they, this half of your pets chose you. It's not fair. Not even half. Like four, five out of six. Five out of six chose me. I yeah. I went to the pound and chose the dumbest fucking dog in the mm. fucking pound, that like an happen. idiot. Because yeah. I love him, but my god, the the energy that i could never match on uh, in a lifetime uh, that this dog has the energy in a single day every bit of energy i could ever expand in my entire life (laughs) couldn't match the energy he has in a single day and i i can't keep up but my brother's uh, dog is like that yeah that's the one i chose everyone else chose me and (laughs) the big problem is that uh i don't i i have an enabler which is Zach. And it occurred to me that, that at this point, three of the animals I had before I met Zach and three of the animals he and I have acquired together. So we enable each other to have these problems. Yeah. And yeah, so like the most recent one, he, he brought home and gave me a call when he was down the block and be like, bring some cat food outside. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And then yes, <laughs> yes, he was fucking serious. Uh, but Oscar's great. Oscar the Grouch, we call him, because he uh, is very territorial and was outside for probably a long time. So he's just like king shit of the house already. And he just, every time every other animal gets near him, he just, he's, like this like deep guttural growl. Uh, it's awesome. Love him to death. Really, really vibing with this guy. I am terrified. Please, <laughs> please send help. <laughs> No, it's 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 uh relatable. It's just like, oh, why why are you close to me? Don't be close to me. Go go fuck right off. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I feel that, bro. <laughs> nah, he's a sweetheart to me, but it definitely like Charlie. He's like, no, you're too much. You gotta go. And I'm like, I get you. I get it. I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my brother recently. <laughs> my brother recently adopted one of those um Australian cattle dogs, the the Ooh, blue healers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This thing has like a nuclear reactor inside of its body that never shuts off. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like it does. This, this dog doesn't nap. It doesn't like lay around. It's just hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I feel, I feel like Charlie does nap, but it's when we're at work. So the entire time we're trying to that sleep at night, motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the entire time we're trying to sleep. He's like, Oh, I heard a car with alarm going off oh three God. blocks away and I'm going to bark about it. It's three in the morning. Let's fucking go. God damn it, dude. He's on cat time. That's why. Yeah. No, he is. He is on cat, cat time. time. <laughs> but yeah, like a huge a part time. of my brother's day is trying to figure out ways to make this dog tired. And I was thinking about it and I was like, should you really be doing that? Because you're just making it stronger. Every day that you tire <laughs> him out, he's going to run for like an hour longer the next day. Because best, way to make dogs, uh, best way to make dogs tired is to make them think. You give them like activities to try to figure stuff out. Because if you just yeah. run them, running them, you have to do it. It, it doesn't work. You got to make them like figure things out yeah, yeah you um, math think. Problems. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, that that is true because uh, every time I walk Charlie, I make him, um, I take him to a spot where he can like sniff every other dog in the whole neighborhood, yeah, which, which is good, which helps because that 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 seems to chill him out. But also, I had the same thing where I was like, I was running him for a while. Um, I stopped because I'm a sleepy bitch, and that means waking up like a good hour and a half earlier than I would normally have to, and that's that's not that's not great for nope. me being so sleepy um but yeah like run, uh, every time i would run him i'd be like wow i'm getting so much stronger but so is he yeah that's mm. Mm. yeah making him making him think is good yeah that you gotta give him math problems yeah the problem is uh head empty no thoughts um he's, well like it's like not like even like it's like dumb. um like making sure he's listening to you to get stuff or like just like giving them like games that play like that kind of shit yeah they, yeah they have one of those things where it's like it's a it's a button that he pushes. It's a remote button. You push the button, and yeah. then there's like another thing something. in another part of the house that spits out a treat. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, or like there's mm. there one there's one where you like take a towel, you roll up a bunch of treats, and you tie it into a ball, and they'll figure it out eventually. Like, but it takes like forty five minutes for them to untangle the towel and get all the treats out. Yeah, but big, they have to figure out how to do it, or you're just going to be down a towel. Yeah, that's the that's the depends thing. on your do- it depends on your dog. Yeah, you can I've, also I've catch got, a frisbee. A- like I thought, only dogs yeah. on TV could do that, but he can jump up into the air and catch a frisbee. It's fucking awesome to watch. The thing we've been doing <laughs> is making them just like training them on leashes, like making them stay next to us and do like walking like zigzags to make sure they stay next to us. So they have to like stay. They have to pay attention instead of just like. Yeah. loping around like a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i trained charlie with a with a command for look that when he's just like being too much he has to like stop and actually like look me in the yeah, eye yeah. and like acknowledge that i'm speaking to him before we can do anything else yeah, yeah. you know there's there's tricks but like whoo certain days like it doesn't matter yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you could do as much as you want but like when that switch goes off it's just good luck this uh, he also knows where every single dog in the neighborhood lives. So like certain he houses, wants to say we, hi to his friends. Yeah, certain ho- and he his girlfriend lives three doors down from us. Oh, okay. And okay. they're in love with each other. So every single time I walk him, like she hears him and he hears her, and it's, it's just him like spinning in circles. And I just have kind of have to like wait. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Uh, so that's all right. Well, the- this has been dog talk. I know you, that's that's why you guys tune into this podcast. Please, please help! I'm drowning in cat hair. Uh, corner. That's the. God. <laughs> that's my living nightmare. Well, at least you don't have any mice. <laughs> I don't have mice. Uh, I did just have to deal with worms. Let's not. Uh, let's not. Yeah. Let's just not. <laughs> let's just let's just not we did that for like 45 minutes before we recorded i know yeah yeah i just so don't want to put the listener I'll, through that i'll spare the audience the the gory details uh, let, it wasn't me i want to clarify i didn't have worms <laughs> <laughs> the animals did i feel like that's a good clarification yeah exactly the, the phrasing right. was right. a good edit all right all right uh, we're off anywho, the rails anywho, here guys anywho y'all want to so, uh, who's, who's uh, got, talk about comics who's got last week's comics I I got it's uh, actually None of two us. weeks yeah two oh weeks yeah ago. no we're we're kind of doing things a little different we're we our, our picks are just kind of stuff that came out while we were out because there was good stuff that came out while we were out so this is yeah. that yeah and give it, RJ analysis paralysis 
couldn't decide what to do. Analysis like, paralysis. Did you just come up with that? Have you been sitting no, that's on that? No, this is that's how you know you're not a board gamer, Casey. Oh, yeah, AP no. is a big board game thing. <laughs> that's a really good phrase. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't play board games. Uh, this sounded rude. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, they were. They were just, I was like, "What are we doing for picks? Which week?" And they're like, "Yes, what, whatever came out." I was like. Come on, you can't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, you know actually read X-Men stuff books? that came out. I just, yeah. I mostly read Hellboy and and fucking Dragon Ball. Yeah, I took a huge left turn while we were off break. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. All right, so so who's got comic books? All right, I got I got a comic. Most of these are actually from the mo the recent past. This is from two weeks ago. Um, so no surprise <laughs> the, the here. Recent past. <laughs> no surprise here. I've got World Tree number one by James Tynan, uh, Fer- Fernando Blanco, and Jordi Belair. Holy shit, guys! Uh, if you like Department of Truth, being fucked up and fucking with your head are you what afraid if it of were, ai don't what read if it this were book? the fucking internet yeah uh ai and the internet <laughs> like the fact that like he definitely had this written before chat gpt blew up is like very like what? this dude knew what was that's been like hanging around for a bit but yeah oh, sure. it's very I mean, it's very timely very very more so timely than than usual like you know, yeah. we've been we've been afraid of AI since like Terminator, but like that's true. It's it's reached a fever pitch in the last couple of weeks. I've um, actually just started using ChatGPT at work. Like starting today, we had a meeting about it today. No, uh, it's oh, cool. wild what that shit can do, man. It's fucking spooky. Yes, I know. <laughs> and this book is basically about that. So, um, we are introduced to fear. Ph. Three four R, who appears to be. The I did not get that. Fear, yeah. I feel fear. real dumb. <laughs> Thank um, you. That's called feel. elite speak, Sean. Yeah. I know, but I I was trying to figure it out. I didn't get there. It's like a it's like <laughs> it's a license plate that you're that you're behind someone for like an hour in traffic, mm-hmm. and it's some cryptic thing that you know yep. is is a vanity plate, but you can't figure it out. Yeah. Mm. And then this, you find out it's just that. a regular factory plate. It just kind of looks like it might spell something. What <laughs> 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 oh, you get if you're not God. being online as much as the rest of us? Oh, yeah. No, the being terminally yeah. online. Yeah. So, so unfortunate that we're not terminally online. <laughs> um, That's funny. So, so fear uh, appears to be the scarlet woman a la Department of Truth to World Tree. Um, she, she is. The very naked, um, <laughs> terminally I, naked, terminally naked, uh, doesn't need clothes, <laughs> hot as hell. Uh, I like how she wears clothes sometimes the, just to take them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she is an agent <laughs> of the undernet, which I am sure. Great name. Yes, yeah, it's a good uh, name. The dark, essentially the dark web. Um, but the undernet being like a more nefarious version of the dark web. Um, Sounds like a kind of to- men's bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, that's the mesh in bathing suits, the undernet. The undernet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um hmm. just as nefarious. But, <laughs> but the undernet yeah, seems absolutely. to Absolutely. The internet seems to have intent and have a visceral reaction when people see it. Um so it it's like more to, than just yeah. evil shit on the internet. It is the internet given agency. It's some sort of like thing that's programming or changing people's brains when they view it in some way like it's 
yeah some kind of fucked up enlightenment yeah so in she she's going around and and uh she's watching this kid go on a murder spree he kills something like 40 people in his in his neighborhood uh with a gopro on his forehead and he's recording the whole thing live and putting it like on his instagram stories um and then we find out that he is the brother of our main character uh Ellison um which i forget they're they're named uh it's Ellison and his brother is also they're both named after Gibson. um Gibson yeah they're both named uh, they're, after sci-fi writers yeah um so yeah Harlan Ellison and and uh, William Gibson right William Gibson yeah i almost yeah. said Neil Gibson cuz Neil Stevenson anyway um <laughs> So yeah, so we're introduced to Ellison and his girlfriend Fausta, and they're on a road trip to go like meet Ellison's family. Um, like she's meeting them for the first time, and he's kind of like, like prepping her on like, hey, my brother's kind of a fucking troll. You know, be prepared. He's gonna probably say some racist shit because he's on 4chan or whatever the fuck. And she's like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Like it's whatever. And he's and so he she, Fausta like looks him up. And just immediately starts bawling because uh, she's watching. He's like story. live streaming it. I think. Yeah, right? he's live streaming it. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it was sixty people, nearly sixty people. Um, that well, he just like, went he like was... door to door from house to house. Yeah, just clearing house. Yeah, Dude, like the end of like because it starts with him doing it and he's like talking about it and then like at the end he's like, oh, this next one's gonna be tough. They have kids. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and but he's just like it... completely like. A part like of it that he's tone. that he's like narrating it. He's saying yeah. like he's like, oh, you know, I realize that if I show them just a glimpse of the internet, they like freeze and they don't know what to do. Right, like it, it like messes with their head, so um, it makes the killing easier. And and we see that happen a couple times. And every time he shows them his his phone, they kind of like the the panel glitches. Um, which is a really interesting artistic touch because, you know, I, I'm not quite sure if the person is literally glitching out or if it's just a artistic An representation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then through watching, uh, all of this unfold on the news, we are introduced to Gabriel and get a little bit of a flashback with Gabriel and his, like, college roommates where the world tree, uh, that they had mapped out goes rogue. And, and goes online and and apparently when they were in college they were able to contain it and and something horrible happened that scarred them all for life for their lives was um, world tree the thing that got out or the thing that they built to stop it um that's actually really good i'm not sure i think world tree was the thing they built to stop that that what makes got sense. out yeah i think yeah, that it, it's very cryptic. Um, pun intended. Yeah, they created some tech thing, and then it did some sort of unspeakable horror. Yeah, they, had, they, they had to then build a cage, <laughs> and then they yeah. build the world tree. Yeah, and then they thought the one guy he's recruiting thought they destroyed it. Um, and he's like, "Nah, I had to keep it just in case." And especially with the internet, like, yeah, you definitely want to keep it around. It was basically if it ever got out with the internet, like, we needed this, and like, and were, like. Yeah. When when it got out the first time, the internet was small and new. It was very and slow. yeah, because like the nineties, right? The, yeah, like late nineties. I mean, yeah, and, and so now it is out again, and they're not even sure they can contain it. Um, so it is it is 
I do like this dude he calls because he's like, all right, well, why is it got to be? All right, I'm in. All right, well, fuck you. Uh, you're paying first class for everything. He's like, all right, no problem. See you in, see you in a couple days. <laughs> this dude is yeah. definitely Keanu Reeves, though. Am I right? This guy, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm fine yeah, with this. No, it, it's very, like, the gravity of it is is really explicitly stated in this conversation between these old friends that haven't talked in years. Like yeah. Gabriel is uh is like the guy who who kind of still has tabs on the world tree and is kind of putting the team together. Um and he, he calls this friend out of nowhere and is just like, What the fuck? I haven't talked to you in years and then all of a sudden you put this app on my phone. Like that's not cool. Oh fuck, it's out. Oh my god, I have nightmares every fucking <laughs> night. Of course I'm in. Fuck you. What the fuck, man? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. You're paying first class, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like Gabriel clearly has some kind of money from from I'm assuming tech. Their um, tech enterprise, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, so and then uh Ellison gets to their hometown where his brother just murdered sixty people and like literally he collapsed <laughs> in the street and like the cops thought he was injured until he they was followed in blood. Yeah, they followed the trail of blood to to a house and then to another house and then to another house and another house and they like so they have him locked up, and um, Ellison wants to talk to to Gibson, and uh, they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then like the one like, cop's what, like, "All right, yeah." One of the cops is like, "You know what? Yeah, like he's not talking, so maybe you can get him to talk. I don't know." And as he's being led to the holding cell where Gibson is, um, a fear shows back up again with only a overalls on uh and and somebody's like ma'am you're gonna need to cover yourself up and then she shows them the internet in the same way that like the kid did earlier and they all start like screaming and panicking and dying and she just fucking murders everyone every single cop she just fucking murders and immediately strips down goes into the the jail cell kills the cop doesn't quite kill the kid um uh some definitely kind of- does but like some kind of fucked up possession, like it's like a exercising a demon of some kind. It's fucked up. Um, oh, that part. I think it was like completing whatever mission. Yeah, whatever trans- kind of thing. I think per- it was like ripping the transformation out or something. Yeah, something. That's like how that. I read it. Yeah, because um, he got it kind of comes to and is like, "Did I do good?" Yeah, and he basically tells his brother, "He's like, I'm sorry about this. You'll understand better soon. A new world is coming, and I helped to build it." And then he and then he died. Um, yeah then yeah then then he gets then he gets real murdered yeah and then fear (laughs) says to ellison says uh find us online you can be part of this too and then fucking leaves and that i am so mad at myself i didn't realize that the name was fear (laughs) (laughs) what what do you think is on that phone like what do you think that it's it actually looks like that these people are seeing i feel like it's an entity of some sort or it's just nan cat or like Oh no! <laughs> I feel Old like it's internet. probably yeah. I don't. I don't know because like it feels like it's a thing. It, yeah, it it feels like it's not. It's not like oh, the internet is so like fucked up and and we like shitty that no, it's there's like, some there is an entity that is on and connecting to the internet. Now. And and I yeah, and I think it yeah. is uh it is code that is embodied in like some kind of like demon like the this like. The and the way we given. interpret it with our brain, it changes our, you know, like the optical intake changes our brain 
Yeah, and, and like whatever, whatever yeah. it, it's kind of whatever you want it to be, like that kind right. of like you know, um, gozer shit, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you if if you think of Nyancat, Nyancat's going to show up and destroy you, and and make right, your eyes right. bleed and you know hemorrhage <laughs> and you know uh, as Typical. it does. Typical meme. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's just bad luck, Brian. <laughs> Man, you're showing your age with these. Yeah, just bad memes. luck, Brian. Can't even get. Can, no one could look at me on my phone without their eyes bleeding. You know, <laughs> just bad luck. You know. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I think uh, I think fear is um, uh, like a. I think it's that's a, a the high next... priestess of whatever that thing is you know what yeah. i mean like like a right. devoted follower of this entity that is in the internet or maybe one of the original crew that made it oh maybe i could and see didn't that. want or, to like lock it away like part of that friend group or something i mean my thing is i think it's a tulpa of the internet i don't think they created it i think they discovered it or she's like lisa from weird one. science but like fucked up and evil yeah <laughs> i mean that too yeah. But no, I mean, if, if I know anything about James Tynan and I know anything about how, like, this book is barely fiction, the internet is an evil, <laughs> evil place. But you could have just stopped. If I know anything about Tynan, uh, this is definitely a fucking tulpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking tulpa, man. Well, I mean, it's, like- it's, it's magic. Co- code in and of itself is... It's, it's, it's magic in the sense that there's a, a, a combination of words within the right syntax that can make something happen. Yeah. And, and I also don't understand right now, it at all. All of his books going right now are about thoughts creating physical forms. Yeah. yeah and and like, that's what code really is. Department Let's... of Truth, something of killing children, houses, all of them. They're all based around that idea. And like the internet is the most unhinged real life version of that. Like yeah, it's sure. all of humanity's worst characteristics condensed down into 140 characters in the most violent way like well that's just like one slash of the internet that's just no no, no. I, I i say 140 characters as like a, a dig on twitter yeah, but, but that's like, just like the community but there's also just like all the porn yeah and that's why i think she has to get naked <laughs> that's why that's she's part na- of yeah, the, that's why she's naked yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's part of the worship of the the yeah, embodiment the of the of, internet yeah yeah that's fair yeah, the internet is sex and too. violence. So she is sex and it is violence. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Well, it's also sophomoric <laughs> stupidity. Yeah, which is the embodied by the kid getting possessed by it. Yeah, I, I've learned something about he's... social media where you can you can infect other people's social media by sharing really weird shit with them. Yeah, no, I, that's I've been I, doing well, it to Casey's boyfriend a lot lately, and it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he loves it he's having a great time anytime i'm on instagram and i see something where i go oh wow that's really visually upsetting i just send it to zach <laughs> and every every time i say i'm going like hey i'm gonna go talk to the guys or like i'm going up to willow grove tomorrow he's like hey can you do me a favor and steal adam's phone and break it <laughs> <laughs> because like, because what it what does do. what it does is he'll he gets the message he'll look at it and because he looked at it he'll get more yeah. of that in his adam feed. is the internet yeah yeah <laughs> that's Just the adam's internet. face showing you a meme <laughs> yeah <laughs> The internet is the sharing of upsetting reels on Instagram. Yeah. I think. I mean, honestly, my entire experience on Instagram is like I have different 
vibes that I send to different people. Yeah. Dude, and like, I, yeah. one of my closest friends is just like, oh, this person is probably dead. Like, it's like America's Funniest Home Videos, but like, it's the internet. So it's like, oh, this person got like severely injured and unalived <laughs> by... Did this, we already, like, skiing accident. Did we already have this exact conversation on this show? I know I we like, talked about it, but I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Right, well, yeah, sorry, listener, if, if this is a complete sure carbon have. copy of a conversation yeah. we've already had. It just felt... It, well, it, 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 basically, this is what internet that felt like. is not good. Yeah, this is what no, that felt like. Internet is not good. It takes sending your friend an upsetting video to a different degree where it's like, oh, here's a thing. It's a meme that makes you fucking crazy. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like in the middle of this, there's like a like a Zordon Modoc type thing in the middle. There's some kind of entity in the middle that's controlling everything. Yeah, definitely I mean, Zordon. There's a face in the glass. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all that I'm thing in Tron. Yeah, honestly, right. It's something like that. Honestly, that. <laughs> If it is that, that's less scary than the internet unhinged. You know the what internet mean? just manifesting a tulpa out of yeah, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's I, fucking yeah. scary. So that's the internet can manifest a face. You know <laughs> yeah, the internet I mean, can manifest a face. That's literally I mean, what AI it, does. Yeah, that's, that's what it fucking does. Yeah, that's what it can't do teeth is. very well though. Um, and it has no idea how people eat spaghetti. I think <laughs> <laughs> the spaghetti ones are fucking hilarious. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listener, a, go Google AI spaghetti photos and have a good time. It's a it's a blast. Or don't save yourself. <laughs> yeah. Tiny's an interesting horror writer because uh I feel like something is killing the children can kind of slot into like any time period. But this yeah. is so modern. And yeah. reading it now makes it infinitely more horrifying than yeah yeah I, it definitely I, hit at the perfect time well i mean I we, we like read this is... while there's a manhunt going on for someone who went into someone's house and killed everyone inside yep yeah that well there's that part of it too so yeah. like this yeah this hits a little it, it's a little too sharp the yeah. the point but that's <laughs> one of the like yeah just a sign of how good he is as a writer but like yeah weaving it's in really, like yeah. cutting edge like day like day present horror right like right. super prescient yeah horror. and and i feel like um tynan does a this really good job of taking like like grant morrison walked so tynan could run with those concepts like it, it, it always brings me back to the scissorman and doom patrol um because it was literally memes out of control and just trying to destroy the universe like that's what the scissormen are were yeah, you know, yeah. in like 1991 and that was a piece of that story in a technically superhero book that has horror elements but to take that and ramp it up to 11 in a horror way is is really fascinating well, and terrifying like- yeah, because there's the comic book aspect, but then there's this like actual like that's just something that's weaved into the fabric of our life now. Yeah, especially because like humanity, like you know, our wild, our brain, bro. our brain evolved in tribalist. You know, like we like your brain is only can comprehend on that shit. Like a hundred and twenty people, like that's I like the a, size. I got a book for you. <laughs> I know, but like. And so, like, but yes, that's the, actually the yeah. internet evolved a hell of a lot faster than the human brain. So the we internet... are not meant to interact with this many people at once. Exactly. We just truly, it's not something that our brains 
are designed to do. Yeah, and then the internet, you know, it's breaking our brains. And then the internet <laughs> to like create like a, a profit the, model is cre- yeah. is creating algorithms that feed you back your own bullshit. Well, it's so that it's plus like, the dopamine factories. Yeah, exactly, and it's just and and like hate is its own Fucking dopamine Tetris. factory. You know, like like it's a Tetris effect. Every time you complete a line. You got to keep scrolling. Get that, get that hit of dopamine, baby. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that slow drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, like, and scrolling through and looking at... It's that hit of dopamine every time, man. It's rewired our fucking brains. What's, yep. what's really funny with me with Instagram is a lot of the Instagram videos that I interact with are about ADHD and, and dopamine deficiency. And it's like... The, this is a this is a hat on a hat situation. Yeah, here. right, right. So like you guys know what you're doing, right? <laughs> at least, at least you realize it. That's better than not. My favorite part of my Instagram is like I interact with, you know, obviously like Christina. Uh, so she sends me plant and funny shit all the time. Then I get anarchist shit from Casey all the time, Woo! and then and then I'll just like get stupid puppy videos, and then just like I love the just the random thought that pops in, and I'm like, oh, is yeah. this a real video? I'm like, nope. Those are just titties. And then I just have to keep going. (laughs) And what's funny is... Like, where did you come uh, from? If if you, like, investigate those enough, you're like, wait, is this for real or is this just a thought account? Those rack up, and then you get much more more of them. That's why I gotta... And then they'll, like, infest your feed for a good, like, two or three weeks. Well, it's not fair. Like, they draw you in, and it's just like, oh, is this just another funny person? They just happen to have... Do they just have big old... Right, yeah. Is this like the underboob? No, it's just like, no, they just have big tits. It's like, god damn it. I mean, you know, ain't nothing. Got wrong sucked with that. in again. You got to look for that second <laughs> link in the description. If that, well, I don't usually click on the description, but yeah, I know what they're doing, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I just yeah, think it's you know. funny. It's just it like is. they just kind of come out of nowhere. I'm like, where the fuck? All right, oh, all right. The internet. It's a wild place, guys. It's hurting our brains. Yeah, I, terrifying. I, I like this brains. book. This book feels like a modern take on Videodrome. And it's like yeah. it's like Videodrome without the James Woods of it all. <laughs> it's like it was a great I, gun. Number hands. one, the, like the pacing and just like the mystery that he built in one issue already is like is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's horrifying. I the the yeah. dread it's dripping with dread. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. The, like because like in this they already talk about it's like oh right we might already be fucked. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I cool. mean, it feels like I live in this world. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was really well done. Yep. So, uh, probably real different here. Eight Billion Genies, number eight, by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Uh, this is the last issue of the Eight Billion Genies journey, and we get all of the lore. Yeah. And so. <laughs> And the uh, final I think, message. I think in this show, we've probably only talked about the first two, maybe three yeah. issues, because that's also where I fell behind. So catch us up. Give us a little rundown. On so the, effectively, on the I really liked how they did the, uh, how he broke down the issues. So like each issue is like the first one's like eight seconds after they call it G day was when yeah. all the genie because I bet, and we get some lore, but basically you find out when the population of the world hits 8 billion. Everyone gets a genie. Um, every human gets a genie and they get they will grant them one wish. And based on those wishes, things will happen. They'll counteract, blah, blah, blah. And as you can imagine, all hell <laughs> breaks loose. Yeah. Um, 
but like it's like eight seconds eight minutes eight days eight years 80 years um i can't there's a couple other in there but then this last one's like the the last eight centuries since the first issue took place so you've spanned like a, a lot of time um Actually, no, it's the last eight centuries since the last one. So basically, it's kind of, it's really cool. So you kind of get this, like, this story, but ultimately, I just want to, I don't want to, like, give, like, I don't want to, like, give the goose away, because, like, we totally called one of the things, by the way. Ooh. I just don't want to, I don't want to completely spoil the series, because I thought it was super fun. Wishing for more wishes, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, not that. Um, but they talk about like. Oh, uh, I know, I know what we call. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back and listen but, to that episode, listeners, if you want to know what. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I that's like so the, long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Like I said, because it's a big part of the issue, and that's like half the issue is talking about that thing. And again, I don't want because like I really enjoyed the series. I thought it was fun. Uh, but ultimately, at the end, now it's talking about like these two people at the end of the world they're the last two people um so they're kind of just basically dueling out who gets the last wish and they're just kind of talking about like the merits of it like this one woman has just kind of lived her life throughout like through some loophole has become immortal (laughs) (laughs) so she's just been chilling for 800 years with her genie just kind of living in this world and then this other person um, is actually the daughter of one of the characters we meet early on and because of her parents wishes to always have her survive and the one oh i remember and, wish, yeah. and the one wished for like something to help them save their family which turned into like a mech suit she is also immortal but she went <laughs> the other way and just decided to start killing everybody and taking their wishes um, God damn! <laughs> but then they basically meet at the bar and they just kind of talk about like what the last wish would be and what what the best wish was and ultimately at the end of the um the issue they're talking about it and it ends with basically the woman giving up her wish um saying like i wish i didn't have one or whatever so there's only one woman left and she basically the her last wish is i wish for love but not just for me. I wish that everyone would love the way they want to be loved. And then the the world resets. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, you know what? This whole journey talking about how terrible. I'm like, you know, you really had a you had a goal here to really just like, man, if everyone just everyone just loved each other a little bit, it might be pretty good. So I really like the literal opposite of World Tree. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. This one actually made me feel pretty good. <laughs> But um, go go read World Tree and then save eight billion genies for after. Yeah, I really liked the series. I thought it was fun. Um, it was kind of funny. I don't know if you guys have ever read Curse Words. It's the same creative team. It's it's same vibe. It's it's silly. It's funny, but there's also a lot of seriousness into it. It's like it's. I think Charles Soule does that really well. Um, especially with his creator own stuff. Uh, and just like they they have a lot of good visual gags because it's like they show like the one in here is like the last eight centuries and it shows the planet and there's just like a piece missing uh the moon is like an old man (laughs) (laughs) um because like you they just show throughout the whole series they show how the world's changed and how it's morphed and stuff and like it's 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 really cool I, i really liked it i thought it was a fun eight issue mini um 
definitely worth checking out. It reads great in trade. I read a lot of them together. I would, this is an awesome trade read when it comes out. So I thought that was good. I was like, I needed that right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A good uplifting message. Maybe people should just love each other the way they want to be loved. I thought that was a good way to really drive that point home, especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> nowadays. Right. So I'm like, all right, this is very pointed and very, you know, I thought without having to dive into like a whole bunch of stuff, Charles Soleil was able to really say where how he feels about all this shit. That was really good. I really liked it. Fuck yeah. And the art's great. I didn't talk about it a ton, but the art is really good. The art's really fun. It fits the vibe so well. Yeah, it does. All right, well, I've I've also got some lighter fare. I I feel like Ooh. I like this episode. It's getting like kind of lighter and lighter. We we come in hot with World Tree. Yeah. Because <laughs> the top story is very light. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I am here to make you feel the existential dread. Welcome to my head, and then we leave. Yeah. And then we don't have <laughs> to leave. exist. So I don't have to be stay there for very long. I've got um, TMNT, Usagi Ojimbo, uh, issues one and two came out uh, while we were gone. This is by the legendary Stan Sakai. Um, everyone's favorite Stan. Everyone's favorite Stan. Stan the guy Sakai. As we've established. Very scientifically, we've established he's the best Stan. Yeah, we had a very long conversation about the Stans of the world, and we, we landed on Stan Sakai. Uh, he's the top one. Um, so I've been I've been criminally behind so on Usagi Yojimbo for a while now, and um, this this miniseries does a really good job of just kind of right off the jump getting the reader up to speed on what the hell's going on. So like um, Usagi, his cousin, and then his son who doesn't know he's his son have joined together mm. and are now part of this army. So like. Usagi's a general now, and he's got the cool um, samurai armor that he's wearing in the TMNT toy line, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so um, they're kind of good, uh, trying to make their way to fight this this big leader and, and fight this big army, and they stop in this town where the townspeople are like, "Hey, you guys need to help us." We have a kappa that's like terrorizing the village. A kappa is a um, a, a kind of uh, demon in Japanese lore that is in the shape of a turtle. So, um, turtle demon Usagi and uh, his close friends go on a side quest to kill the kappa, and they kind of they break into two groups. One group finds finds the the demon and kills it, and the other group, uh, while they break off, come across four teenage turtles. Mm. So, meanwhile, uh, the the turtles in New, in modern day New York City are in a fight with um, with Werewen. Doctor Werewen is this like robot from the future who has like a robot army where when i get it yeah so uh they, <sighs> they he's, a, he's a he's becomes when when the moon's out <laughs> yeah i really thought there was going to be a werewolf in this story and there isn't um no we're what <laughs> so we're who 
So the uh, Werewind kind of cuts him off at the pass and Get uses like uh, he has like a, a time machine kind of like cable. It's like part of his his arm to go body slide. Yeah, he basically body slides out of there. But like they're in his lab, so he has other time machines. So Donnie uh, hones in on his rough time and and location, and they follow him. So they appear on the riverbank right as Usagi and his party are looking for the the turtle demon. So bad place at bad time. So Stan Sakai decided uh, he watched Turtles in Time. He's like, I got this. <laughs> this isn't the first I time this, this has better. happened. Uh, they've done this like three times now, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what's, what's funny is that they run into the, the, par- the party of um, Usagi's uh, son and cousin, and they mistake Usagi's son for Usagi, mm. but he, he's never seen them before. All he knows is they're out to kill giant turtles, and he just found four are, of them. These are big-ass turtles. Yeah, so yeah, they right. get into a fight <laughs> until Usagi shows up and recognizes the turtles. So, Oh, those are my turtle bros. Yeah. yeah. So, Not the demon turtles. Yeah, those. Yeah, the demon turtles don't have cool bandanas around them. Then he, uh, then he puts up a poster of good turtle and then bad turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone in the army knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. There's this really cute thing where like, there's this scientist among, uh, Usagi's party who keeps like asking really intrusive questions about the turtles and the, and the tur. And I think Donnie keeps asking questions about like, all right, so how are anthropomorphic animals in ancient Japan? Like, where are we here? So like, there's this like fun curiosity between both. But uh, we find out that Werewen showed up 25 years prior and has already, like, established himself as a lord and has a whole army of robot samurais and a whole army of mole ninjas. Damn. Didn't fuck around. And he also has a giant (laughs) samurai mech, which is pretty fucking cool. Always, of course. So, yeah, so issue two ends with um, where, when discovering that, finding out that the turtles finally made it, finding out where they are, and then sending his army of moles after them. Look at some of the art. The um, the turtles look really cool. I love Drawing how Stan Sakai. Sakai draws the turtles. Like any any yeah, time they, they cool. do those crossovers, I fucking love it. And any time yeah. uh, Stan Sakai does like uh, a guest cover, it's yeah for uh, TMNT, it's always good. It cl- yeah, it fits his style obviously yeah. with like the type of story he tells. That's great. Yeah, the, this is a, a, anytime that one of these crossovers comes out, I have to read it. it it's like I said, this is like the third or fourth time we've gotten one, and it's it's always good. Yeah. Keep cranking them out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on, Stan. Let's do it. <laughs> I wonder right, what's going to become of Usagi and Stan Sakai in the whole IDW. Brackus. Oh, I feel yeah. like someone will mm. scoop that up. Will he go back well, to Dark? They haven't gotten still, rid of TMNT. Yeah, IDW still technically exists. They haven't. So, someone's going to buy TMNT is like the up. the pillar keeping. Yeah, the it's the TMNT open. is the tent the tent pole that's holding up IDW. <laughs> but uh, Usagi Ojimbo isn't that tent pole. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's got fans. He definitely does. I, f- I feel like IDW can take in as many properties as they can get at this point. <laughs> but I feel like that's where they went wrong. They they took on too much and then oversaturated themselves. 
It's possible. Mm. But they bring in sales. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see right. what happens. Hopefully, hopefully. And and to our listeners that don't have their finger on the pulse of, you know, comic book news, um IDW recently like laid off like a massive chunk of their workforce and uh took themselves off of the the stock exchange and so, you know, keep an eye out on on totally on normal that. stuff. Totally normal. Um, <laughs> Speaking of superheroes clad in emerald. <laughs> um, nice. Wow. Are the turtles technically wearing emerald or are they just are emerald? Well, it's fine. It's Why fine. Not? I didn't mean to distract you. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh my pick is Green Arrow number 1 by uh, Joshua Williamson, Sean Zosky, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Such a good name. All right. Like I mentioned earlier, there's just there's so many books to choose from, but this is something that I've been excited for since it was announced because Green Arrow hasn't had a series since Rebirth. Um, so I've missed them, World Archer. Um, and this was a mini series that, before the first issue came out, got announced that it got expanded. It already got doubled to twelve nice. issues. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, it opens up with uh, Ollie on the beach, um, and classic. Yeah, not knowing where he is, <laughs> and he, he like gets up, and there's this gorgeous. The art in this book is amazing. It's it's great. Um, what the, the hell is with like this art? Is I, I I hadn't read this yet. I just opened this and was like, <laughs> holy shit! It's, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I also love that like he he washes up on the beach and is like, <laughs> oh god, not again! Yeah. And then it I lo- and then I it, love it it pans out and is like, oh wait, this is this is new. This is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a history of of being beached, washing up on beaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's this huge double-page splash as he gets up, and it's this, like, James Cameron avatar Yeah, sci-fi planet futuristic world. It's, like, very colorful plants, and then, like, an arch tech way, like a, like a, like a... It's got that Sea of Stars vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it looks Um, really cool. It's great. So, it's clearly some kind of space... Island, um, space island. But then, but then he's like, "All right, well, you might be wondering what's going on, and since I don't know, let's rewind record skip." Let's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might be wondering bit. how I got here. The uh, the <laughs> intro is very movie. It's yeah, like, it's I I loved it because I haven't read Green Hour in a really long time, or like know what's going on, and like they anyone. do they do a really good job of like this is what I've been up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then the next few pages are essentially, like, kind of a splash pages of Ollie's life, and then he does a roll call and, like, introduces the team. Um, I thought it was great. Because this book is, uh, a full Arrow family book, um, Mm -hmm. kind of like The Flash right now, where it, uh, they're all kind of together, um, and, uh, so, yeah, and then it cuts to, um, so it cuts to the, the fam, and it's uh, Rory and Connor and Dinah, um, and they're all looking for 
Ollie, you know, trying to figure out what happened. And they're all on bikes. And it's this awesome, like, uh, motorcycle um, chase that's happening. And uh, they're uh, chasing down an armored car with, um, with, with bad guys in it. Uh, one, one of them's a clown. I don't know. And one's wearing a Riddler hoodie. They're like kind of yeah, there's like a whole in... yeah. They're like there's a whole bunch of gangs that are like rising up. Yeah, just doing doing gang shit. And then we get this this short one panel thing about uh, apparently Pariah during Dark Crisis had everyone in a in a in a realm, and when they were all like when the good guys ended up winning, they were all like going home. When Ollie was like getting beamed back, someone interrupted where he was going, and that's how he he's ends up where he is or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was he was presumed dead during the crisis. Like he was like one of the very few, if if not only, deaths of the crisis. Um, but it turns out he, it was yeah he was, wasn't actually dead. He was diverted as he was yeah it, it's it's kind of like how uh you know batman died in final crisis it's like well mm-hmm. it wasn't actually a death per se but everyone thought he, he was just dead. got off he track just... yeah exactly um oh yeah so they're they're chasing these bad guys and then uh this new this other character comes in and uh starts helping take them down and um then they realize that it's uh, Cheshire Cat, and that's actually uh, Roy's daughter. Um, and if you've been reading Catwoman, yeah, you know all about that because she's been great. Uh, she's a character that Rom created, um, mm-hmm. and Cheshire, the bad guy, who's one of my favorite characters, and Roy had a kid, um, and then got something happened. Right? I don't know. The she got kidnapped from him. Okay, and was raised by like a supervillain. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and yeah, so so then he does the whole like you know uh, I would know my daughter anywhere speech. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of like a hesitance of whether she's gonna remember and go back to him. But then there's a there's a a foot reverse panel and then a big hug and it's adorable. And yeah, reunited. Um, and then she's kind of like cagey about something and it's like, they'll never let our family be together. And it's like, what do you mean? And then she gets zapped right, right back to, to where Ollie is. Um, and Ollie has been in... Uh, Looks fucking awesome. Yeah, he's got this armor now. Looks awesome. So wherever the sci-fi island thing is that he was in, he's been there for quite a while now. This sci-fi island. Sci-fi island? Perfect. Mm. And the Manhunters are there. Mm. Treasure sci-fi island. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, yes, the Manhunters are there. Uh, everyone's favorite Green Lantern villains. And clearly time moves differently because he's been there for years. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a beard. and Oh, because he's always been on the island for years. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, That's where we yeah. always find him. Exactly. I love this. This feels fresher, though, because, again, one, he's, like, on a different place, but, like, now we have the actual family, so, like, it definitely feels like a a good take on a, a similar story. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, a perfect introduction and a really good, um, mystery, like, like, yeah. bait. Like, it's, like, it's, like, dangling the hook of this, like, really interesting story that feels very different than every other Green Arrow story we've, we've already read, 
um but also like hey here's yeah. gangs all here yeah here's a quick yeah. little little refresher on who all these people are and how they're related uh you know yeah. like, it's a good like yeah welcome you know mm-hmm. uh here's everything you need to know and then but also yeah. interesting twist in case you already know everything and yeah it was a great jumping on yeah point number one issue and like as i've been reading some as these dc books that have been coming out these all these adverts for the dawn of dc books every one of them i look and i'm like oh that looks fucking awesome yeah I, i'm like excited for every single so one far, that's it's gonna be coming they've out been pretty fucking good dude i need like, to catch that's... up on them but yeah like yeah, like the Wonder Woman looks cool. Like the, the, the Superman, super, one Superman looks cool. books. All like three of the Superman books have been really good. Also, so shout far, out to Batman like, nine hundred. That book was fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to read that. Shazam number one came out this week. Yeah, that looked yeah, but was great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited for a lot of this Dawn of DC. I hopefully like I I've been really impressed with DC. Hit. Not only um are they they feel like they're kind of taking risks, but they've started doing this thing. Because I mentioned it earlier, how this was a mini series and got extended, um, been doing this thing where it's kind of like, oh, here's a here's a series that fans kind of want. Uh, it's six issues, but if you support it enough, we'll extend it. And yeah, that's what I happened with Poison Ivy, and it right. I think rules. that's a I think that's a great way to do it's it. It's happened like six times now, and I not it's not, and I enjoy that it's not just something that they were like, you know, it could get extended. No, they're actually following through with it, and they've right. they've extended a ton. Well, Rom's Swamp Thing was the first one that was, great. and then yep. um, Blue Beetle just had a new mini series that uh, they announced an ongoing for after. Uh, Power Girl went from backups mm. in action to an ongoing. Um, that this poison ivy poison ivy uh was Teen titans feels like that's gonna be a one uh well, well that's like the flagship all, book. i think that's just all these feel, yeah book. just yeah. All, all these just feel so but they're putting powerhouse talent on all of them yeah yeah that's it's that's crazy. really i feel like the difference is that they are they're putting creators forward and not yeah. just like letting books ride on the laurels of the character and like bringing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like this, like, you know, Williamson's been doing a bunch of these big DC books, but this art is fucking like, I've this never art heard deserves of this. To be on I've never heard of this either, artist, but before. this art deserves to be on a big book. Yeah. Well, this, this yeah. artist feels like what's going to happen with, uh, what happened with like Jorge, like Jorge Mendes, yeah. like mm-hmm. this, this guy is the next in line for like, as far as I'm yep. concerned, this is like the, the successor because this, He's yeah. awesome. Like, and Mora, he's going to get the next big book. And the Mora colors on this Jimenez. are fucking awesome. Romulo Fajardo Jr. Well, knocks us out of the park. And yeah, they're yeah, gorgeous. He feels like that's another name that comes up a lot. Every DC recently. book has a top tier talent in the in the colors. Well, you got column. the three, man. You feel like they got they got the colors like locked down over yeah, there. Yeah, the right colors on DC are the are they're the best. They're the best in the business right now. Yeah, but I 100%. think uh, I think Marvel should adapt the thing of like you know you scale mm-hmm. scale down the line and then you try you get more ambitious as you go along and if if sales work then you extend the series also because then, ex- then you're extending the characters people actually want right and 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 the big takeaway that i want marvel to fucking listen to <laughs> is <laughs> so poison ivy perfect example it's supposed to be like a six issue mini and then it got turned into an ongoing. So you know what? The numbering didn't change. 
Marvel. How many fucking <laughs> Spider-Man number ones do I need? Like, just stop it. Just God damn it. Yeah. Like, yeah. every X book has been retitled like three times with the same writer. And it's like... Well, how many X-Men number ones do we really need in our lives? Yeah, if he didn't change Excalibur to Knights of X to Captain uh, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, it's all the same story. Yeah. You didn't need to change the numbering and the names and just confuse people that just want to follow the fucking story, Marvel! God damn it! Sorry. Well, that's, that's job my big, security that's my for you, Casey. Because right yeah, people I come know, into the, to comic sport stores mm. and go, what the, what the hell's going on? How do I catch up on it? But uh, at the same time, I feel like Marvel, like, like Marvel, the, 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 like, clearly the market research that they're basing this off of is, um, oh, if we get put out new number ones, number ones sell really well. So mm. we'll put out a new number one every yeah. like five or six issues. Right. But what they don't realize is that number ones aren't a good jumping on point. They're actually just a good jumping off point for like readers that were like oh that series was fine i'm not really that into and it to keep it going it, it takes away you know what I mean? it takes away the joy of collecting a long run like there's something about having a, a short box that has issue one through a hundred of something like like it's also like like i specifically that teeny howard run on x-men is a perfect example that every single time they do a new number one, they have to do an exposition dump mm -hmm. on all the shit that happened in the previous miniseries and all mm -hmm. the shit that happened in the miniseries before that. And it's like, if you didn't change the name, you wouldn't have to do that. And it, you, the book would just be infinitely better because we wouldn't have to be like, remember that time that we opened up a portal to other worlds? That sure was crazy. It's just like, just write the fucking <laughs> book. Just let the book be good. Just like, just, not not talking shit on Teeny Howard, that feels entirely like editorial. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like editorial being like you have to do a new number one, do a recap yeah. issue, you know? So those books are awesome. I, I vouch for them and I vouch for Teeny Howard. Get your shit together, Marvel. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, stop <laughs> stop chopping up good stories. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm excited for these DC books, man. Yeah. A lot of them seem really good. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of good DC books. Oh, fucking tee that one up. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, okay, so we're talking JLI. Uh, we talked about it uh, in the last season. I think it was the beginning of, of last season. So, you know, uh, look, at, look at us doing planning things. Um, this book was just so much fun the first time around that we wanted to revisit it. And if you missed that episode, essentially this is uh, after... Was it after a crisis that um all the big it was after the it was after the meta the the fucking invasion thing no right? i well, think during, she's no, talking it's during about, invasion uh, oh, like during. the beginning of jli yeah so the beginning oh, of jli sorry, was sorry. Uh, after crisis on infinite earths when a they took all of the big like the, like the the trinity like was not no longer on justice league and they brought in a bunch of characters from all the different companies that they acquired including blue beetle and you know some some other ones but like essentially Shazam. they're bringing Shazam there you go they're bringing in the B team right um and or the C team or the C team or the D team but essentially they the way that Keith Giffen and and um Jam Dematis did it 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 lended itself to comically very to to, com to comedy very organically and it did this like it just naturally fell into this kind of like 
goofball Justice League story. And and here we are in volume two, continuing the tradition of just a genuinely fun, silly Justice League book, uh, which hadn't really been done before in like the big two. Um, I feel like it's like one of the first like just comedy, you know what I mean? Like like superhero book. Um, aside from like Golden Age stuff that was always kind of like, you know, silly, but it, it, it's like it, Three Stooges it, as a comic book. It fe- it yeah. feels a lot like um the Guardians movies. Yeah. Uh, the Guardians movies definitely took a page from this. But good uh, and in a comic book way earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just oh. saying it's the same vibe. I'm not saying I think the Guardians movie is great. But, this felt like Looney Tunes to me. Um he, so so to start off, uh while I was reading this, I, it occurred to me that I had started a, a fan cast. <laughs> oh, I love fan casts. Of, exactly. And I thought that you guys would really enjoy. I wrote it down oh, and, I, and I'm oh, curious as to your thoughts. Uh, this started out by looking at Oberon, who is um, the, basically Mr. Miracle's like sidekick guy, like little, little helper. Teeny tiny little guy. I'm like, oh, that's fucking Danny DeVito. Like, no Absolutely. question. No, no question. It's Danny DeVito. So. We'll start there. Uh, yeah. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. I feel like this is a no-brainer. Age out, like who cares? Um, it's Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk. Not no question. <laughs> like mm, Nathan Fillion, Blue good. Beetle, Alan Tudyk, Booster Gold. They're a little old for it, but like they have a more iconic du- duo. Oh wait. So everyone, well, everyone, it's, it's, it's the silly banter too. Yeah, the, to. those two click in a, in a way that I can't think of any other two actors doing. And it like the banter, just like you wouldn't need to write it down; it would all be ad libbed. You know what I mean? Maybe David Tennant, uh, David Tennant, Michael Sheen. You no, know, could be a, I was just thinking who Nort could be uh, Alan Tudyk because he always plays those weird characters. Uh, uh Nort <laughs> or Sean Gunn. Charlie Day. Oh. Oh, fuck. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. That's, pretty, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty, exactly. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, I would also accept that's pretty good. Um, Blake Henderson from Workaholics because mm-hmm. my cast for, for sure. My cast for Guy Gardner is Adam Devine from Workaholics. Dude, him just throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, that'd be really every good. two seconds thinking he's yeah, like a tough guy wanting to punch yeah. everyone in the face, but like just be, bowl cut. The, imagine. Adam oh, Devine with a bowl. Yeah. Exactly. He'd be hilarious with a bowl <laughs> Right cut. there. Nailed it. Uh, this one was a little tough, and I think RJ might be able to help me out with this. Um, I can't think of any Brazilian actresses for Fire. Um, yeah, it- I can think of a lot of, like, South American actresses, but or, like, a lot of, like, Hispanic, or, like, a lot of, like, like potentially... Yeah, like, so I was mm. like, ah! In lieu of a, a straight up Brazilian actress, I was thinking Anna de Armas. Uh, I believe she's Colombian. Oh, yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of. Cuban. Cuban, Cuban. thank you. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. she was adorable. Oh, she's on SNL. She was oh, yeah, incredible. and she's she can do comedy. Like she's she fucking was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And she's just the the prettiest and cutest. Yeah, absolutely. She's so a, she's let's go. Adorable. Let's go. Anna de Armas for Fire and Ice, my girl, Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um You did then, the whole cast. I did the whole cast. I'm not done. That's great. Uh Big Barda, funny. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, we gotta keep and, that alive. And then mm, uh Mr. Good. Miracle, Adam Scott. 
Fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm. My right, oh, my yeah, fan cast yeah, yeah. for uh, is Jake Johnson. Jake oh, Johnson. Yeah, I could see that. That would no, that would work. I'll take a Jake Johnson. <laughs> okay, that, yeah, that's good. That's Who, who's good. your that's Martian really Manhunter? Maybe. Uh, I was thinking Yahya Abdul Mateen, who did he was um he was Doctor Manhattan in the uh, uh, the Watchmen TV show. Or okay. Denzel. I feel like. Or did yeah, like it's got to be <laughs> like a, like a like a straight man who can still do comedy, but like yeah. really just you know like somebody trying to keep the whole shit in line. Um, you know I'm gonna switch Adam Scott to uh, Maxwell Lord. I think he could do a good oh, Maxwell. He'd be a yeah. good oh, Maxwell yeah, Lord. That yeah. or we redeem Pedro Pascal yeah. and give him a good Maxwell 100% Lord. One hundred percent Pedro play. Pascal. Although mm. like Maxwell yeah, Lord keep, doesn't really have much him. of a role. Like oh uh, no he he does I mean, he He's does but like there. not a Pedro Pascal not a Pedro Batman Pascal in JLI. Role. no Dude, I have a Pedro perfect Pascal's Batman <laughs> I have a perfect Batman John Ham one thousand percent I've been saying John Ham for years as Batman but specifically <laughs> this the this over Batman? this bullshit yeah, Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. over the, the the disappointed dad mm-hmm. over your bullshit. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> uh, but can still do the comedy beats. Yeah, yeah. Because Batman every once in a while has like a good fucking zinger. And yeah, Pedro I feel like John Hamm Hawkman. could. Huh? Pedro could be Hawkman. Yes. He could. He could do a good Hawk. I don't know. I feel like Hawkman's too like grouchy. He's too straight. He's too straight he up. Be grouchy. Yeah. I was <laughs> he's pretty grouchy sometimes. Yeah. Have you have you seen Last of Us? He can I be mean, pretty grouchy. But he's like he's like lovable dad grouchy, not like actually mean like not old, ancient old man. being grouchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, old man, old man shakes fist at cloud grouchy. <laughs> what um, about um? What about what's his face? Uh, is that Captain Adam? Yeah, did you get him oh. too? I I didn't get to Captain Adam. I feel like that could be like a Timothy Oliphant. Oh, uh, elongated man, Ben <sighs> Schwartz. Yeah, that's no oh, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. Actually, oh, right, we have the J because we have the JLE guys. Actually, Ben Schwartz right? is yeah. a like a like a gigantic Plastic Man fan and like mm-hmm. wants to do that movie like more than anyone wants to do. Oh, so wonderful. giving him a elongated man would almost be an insult. <laughs> or you know, opening doors. Oh, Thomas Middleditch as as elongated man, <laughs> and then we could just still have Ben Schwartz <laughs> as Plastic Man. That would be great. Oh. That would be great. <laughs> Um, power, pa- power girl. Who would power girl be? Oh God! Yeah, just need just a absolute unit of a woman. <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh. Done. That's so, actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. So that was that was my fun little while I was reading this. I'm just like, hmm, that is fun. Would, yeah. So if that gives the audience any idea of the, dude, the Charlie vibes Day of is the, Nort. Right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's perfect. The only that, reason I would say Blake Henderson instead is that like him and Adam Devine because there's the uh, a guy in his Nort miniseries that happens <laughs> after this where like the mm-hmm. two of them team up. So like it's Dude, it, like a, a tiny r- guy Gardner would be really funny. Exactly. Like so either Rob <laughs> McElhinney to Charlie Day or Adam Devine to Blake Henderson. I feel Ooh. like both of those. Yeah. Rob McElhenney is guy. Yeah. would be really good. But I feel like Adam Devine would, would be funnier because he was he's just such a pathetic little Yeah, dwarf. but like I'm just picturing because Mac is basically Guy Gardner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Guy Gardner has the worst look out of any Green Lantern. Ignore absolute worst haircut. Like the the fucking bowl the cut. The bowl man. cut, his costume looks, is dumb looking. He's got like he looks horrible. Yeah. 
I mean, somebody probably could pull off the motorcycle leather jacket, Green Lantern jacket thing. But not but this guy. He but he has he but he it's can. like a it's like a it's like a reverse vest. It's a motorcycle like a, vest. It looks yeah, but like a bad one. The thing that's bad about it is that like he can't rock it. He's too insecure. You know what I mean? Like Lobo could fucking rock it. Speaking of, you know, we I was trying to figure out who to cast Lobo as, and I can only come up with Lemmy uh, for Motorhead. And I, I was they, thinking he, he's deceased. Lobo, Nick Cage. He'd be like a, oh yeah, Nick Cage. I, like, Ooh. I think you need like a Jason Momoa type. Yeah, no. Momoa would Physic- work. physically, physically. Mm, you need, he needs to. J- Lobo needs to be physically imposing. Yeah, Lemmy. That's, yeah, uh, 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 Jason Momoa to... isn't cool or charismatic enough, and I hate Lobo <laughs> as a character. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like Le- Lemmy <laughs> wasn't swole though. No, but he could fuck you up. Ter- terrifying individual. Well, this isn't. This Lobo isn't that swole. No, this Lobo exactly. This, it, this Lobo That's is, true. is That's true. Is space dolphin. <laughs> man yeah yeah so i guess let's get into the plot and get off the fan cast um, yeah we'll be here this... for it's a separate podcast yeah, yeah i feel like yeah, i'm yeah, on exactly ideal remake all of a sudden <laughs> yeah sorry we stole your show sam <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no, i feel like this this book was mostly a lot of like really funny one shots um or like like two or three <clears> issue <throat> runs um kind of starts out with uh Lobo being tossed back to Earth by well, this, Big Barda. Well, yeah, because it kind of it jumps in right after, like they're going to rescue Scott. Yeah, Scott's yeah. been from, uh, kidnapped from, from the last time they talked manga. about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it picks uh, up right there. So the the space capitalist robots want to barter uh, uh, Scott to Darkseid. And in exchange, get a mother box from Apocalypse. Yeah, so like, they that's send their that's their bargaining. They chip. send Lobo after after uh, Barda and the ship to, to yeah. kill the the JLI. Yeah, and Barda uses the boom tube to just send him off to some to somewhere location. Yeah, she's just like I don't know where the fuck. Well, the, he won't be a problem for us anytime soon. Cut to Lobo just falling. Like- into oh, the JLI headquarters and bonking Guy Gardner on the head and reactivating his asshole gene. Second head bonk theory. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I still Looney, love Tunes. E- Looney Tunes. Even, um, even with the second bonk theory to turn Guy back into an asshole, he still is a little, like, he's still afraid of Batman. I love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's like my he favorite should, bit. He should be. <laughs> so is, is this the first time we book. ever meet Lobo or has Lobo been around before? Lobo's been uh, around. Lobo first character. appeared in Omega Men, so he's okay. been around. Cool. Um, yeah, he's okay. been around. I think he might be a Giffen creation, but I'm not positive. He's definitely around this time period, like late 80s, probably. Because this really feels um, like a proto version of the Lobo Proto Lobo? <laughs> it's a proto Lobo. Proto Lobo? <laughs> I was just looking up people who should play Lobo, and someone said Jermaine Clement. Yeah, he. he... (laughs) Oh, Matt Berry, fuck off. He doesn't need to be swollen. It's Matt Berry. Okay, so Keith Keith Giffen uh, (laughs) drew the issue that he appeared in, not. He didn't write it. Um, Mm. But it's Omega Men 3. uh, And that was 1983. Uh, Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, so then Lobo ends up joining the Justice League as a way to, like, 
wait for Barda to come back and just... Yeah, because they don't know have any clue who he is, and he just, like, crash lands on their, in their, uh, their lair, essentially, like, the, he does, the jail. He plays it cool, though. He plays yeah, he, cool. plays, he plays it cool, and he's just like, alright, yeah, no, I'm with you, I'm here to help, I'm just a regular space friend. Um... I'm not then, definitely here to capture you. And <laughs> murder everyone, especially Barda. And then there's this, uh, there's these fun backups uh, at the end of issues, and the end of this one with a uh, guy getting hit is Barda's Barda and Scott's house blowing up, and everyone trying to oh, fix right. it. Um, and so they, <laughs> so like everyone fixes it as a different portion, and it's like half Thanagarian tech, half like from the future <laughs> with booster gold and like and then uh guy gardner fix uh his portion's all fixed with green lantern constructs and his ring is about to run out so it, he like oh i have to go <laughs> get my house battery. is just gonna fall apart yeah, then the house just falls down because it's held up with green lantern constructs it's that's incredible it's so funny that's that's actually not in the collected volume that i own that's unfortunate that sounds great oh also Lo- lobo danny trejo Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Shit. Yeah, yep. Got that's it. the right answer. It was there. I I had to rack my brain. It was there. I needed to find it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's impossible to not cast uh, Maxwell Lord as Sam Neill from 1993 because he looks, he's drawn exactly like <laughs> mm. Jurassic Park that's, Sam Neill. That's pretty good. <laughs> so if if time isn't, uh, it, uh, you know. Yeah, if we can make this uh, this independent of space and time, then oh, yeah, well, we got some good choices. My answers completely <laughs> change for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, that I digress. <laughs> then it becomes nearly impossible to de- decide. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then and then it keeps going back and forth to um, uh, apocalypse where Barda is is leading a resistance Full. fight against a granny goodness and and her orphanage yeah. i like how it's just spring. it's just like it's what fucking it's barda martian manhunter and nort <laughs> yeah and, and Nort just it. won't shut the fuck up and that's constantly. and like they're just going to invade apocalypse to get scott it's like guys and, uh, you might want to call for backup and batman has to go recruit hawkman and <laughs> hawkman won't I, join dude, the, i was hawkman hawkman won't join the team because he's like all they do is make jokes, and Batman's like, "Have you ever seen me make a single joke?" <laughs> and then he joins. And then what? Two pages later, he makes a joke, right? Yeah, but then he and, and then Batman so fucks off and isn't around. And then Batman's at all. never around for the rest of it. Hawkman's just stuck with the JLI. I think Hawkman lasts I felt, like six issues. Yeah, he I does felt, not stick felt, around long. I felt for Hawkman. I like how Hawk uh, is it is Hawk woman is Hawk girl Hawk woman Hawk woman. It's Hawk woman. And for- yeah. Um. I can't. I know. There's multiple versions of it. She's just like, just can you just give it a shot? Can you just not be such a grumpy piece of shit? But I was kind of with. Hawkman. I I was too. <laughs> Did, uh, Sean and I kind of <laughs> talked about this off mic, where this book is great in small doses, but trying to yeah shotgun yeah this trying book to butt chug 800 pages of this in a short period of time. <laughs> it, it's it's it just it's so sticky and so jokey. And then, like, <laughs> it's, I felt like I, I was just starting to complain about it, and then Hawkman showed up. <laughs> right. And he was Like, us. he was probably an answer to some letters in the letters pages. 
Mm. Well, especially because he keeps being like, back in my day, in the old school Justice yeah. League, we didn't make jokes. And that's a, you know, Hal Jordan, that's a real Green Lantern, not like this schmuck and like, you know, the real heroes do this he's not, and that. And he's, not, he's not wrong there, though. Yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, especially with the Green Lantern thing, uh, guys insufferable. Come on, so we have Guy ways. and Nort right now. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I love them. Um, there's a line, because we talked about... um. Tom King's Human Target, where uh, yeah, one of the th- one of the uh, issues revolves around um, Human Target going to Nort and having him break into the Green Lantern like headquarters and mm-hmm. like get files. But there's a line Nort has in this series where they're like, "Well, what if you know you're not like?" what if they tell you not to? And he's like, well, you just break the rules. And he's like, that set up that whole issue. That, that like <laughs> yeah, dialogue exchange set up the whole, the whole issue of, for Tom King. Like, I bet he read that. Yeah, you King can dig it in you the can crates, see, man. You can see Tom King reading that issue and then like the gears yeah. start turning. <laughs> he's like, what? Yeah, like, what? He probably yeah. read this like as a kid and then like, the light bulbs were just going off for 20 years until he finally got the chance to write Human this Target. This has been a lot of fun to read in the wake of Human Target. Like, keeping yeah. that story in mind, it's, put, it's so putting more, a lot of character things into perspective. You get so much more context get a lot. for all the, for all the yeah. relationships. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't mm-hmm. spend a whole lot of time with the JLI interacting together in that book. Right. It's more one-on-one. Right. Yeah, it definitely makes gives a great appreciation for what Tom King did in that book, knowing the background. Like he fucking nailed it. <laughs> Even without knowing the characters, that was a great book. Yeah, it did it did a good job of introducing you to them if you didn't know, and then yeah. knowing just makes it more fulfilling, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, so, so many, uh, there's so many uh, silly bits on Apocalypse too. Yeah, the way the way they finally oh figure it all out is Oberon. In the uh, in an attempt to just like scurry away from the 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 battle, uh, accidentally winds up in like Darkseid's office, and he's yeah. like, I just looking at it again. He's definitely reading Mein Kampf, right? Oh my god, yeah, dude, one hundred percent. He's yeah. reading, yeah, he's reading Mein yeah. Kampf, okay. one hundred percent. They do a really Hitler. good job of giving you just enough so you can yeah. figure that out. Yeah, yeah that he's Space Hitler. Yeah. Um, so no no shock there. It also I feel like him in the slacks is a reference to another issue where Darkseid just wears like slacks and sits in a nice office chair. Uh, I, dude, it's great. Uh, I love it. But yeah, essentially, uh, Oberon's just like, hey guys, uh, I talked to the big man and he like he's cool. Mm. He, he he's just he just wants you to get the fuck out of his house. Yeah, he's just real sick of all the shit and he doesn't want. Scott, because uh, he's an ungrateful little bastard anyway. So um, <laughs> he's just, everyone leaves. He's just Diplomacy with a. He's just reading in a chair with a lamp. Like, Darcy's yeah. just it, like, I just want to read. I want that setup. Like, that's 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 all. That's all you need right there. You just need that setup. Right what, there. just a copy? Are you of saying you want to read? <laughs> yeah, you're saying you want to read Mein Kampf. Is that what you're saying, Sean? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you need a comfy chair with a lamp where you can read assortments of books. It looks like he has a couple issues of JLI in in the magazine rack down the bottom. Yeah. Looks like he's got a large print edition, too, I guess, because he's such a big guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got big eyes. He needs large print. Yeah, exactly. Big old dude. And then the the next issue is Oberon versus the the tiny people. Yeah, the tiny people that he finds in the cabinet? Or that that invade and grow? 
also uh it just reminded me of the fucking uh putties from power rangers so so in interspersed throughout these next couple issues invasion happens which is hilarious oh, because right. i feel like every we just keep single reading books around yeah, this. every single dc book that i love takes place around invasion and invasion yeah. has consequences like doom patrol animal man and this all have repercussions from invasion mm-hmm. but like it don't actually touch it directly arguably um, Justice League International is the book that's most affected by, uh, I don't know, invasion. Animal Man. Uh, Animal Man and Jane both get real fucked up by that. Sure, bomb. but Maxwell Lord gets powers, and that sets up yeah. Infinite Crisis twenty years later. That's true. Okay, that's fair wa- enough. That's why. That's why. <laughs> fair enough. That's that's crazy. Um. But yeah, so like while they're like invasion is happening and part of the that the repercussions of that is that a a few of the cuns just wind up accidentally shrinking themselves and then wind up in the JLI headquarters and Oberon <laughs> just puts them in a roach motel. Like that's his Well <laughs> He didn't the, know they were like it would wear off, so he's just like, ah, this they'll be good in here. There's a whole issue of him fighting like like action figure sized uh, bad guys because uh, no one else is around and he's on he's on watch duty yeah he's on monitor duty and no one believes uh, him that there's like tiny people attacking him yeah then they come like a few issues later they so, come so, back at full size right yeah, yeah. the the yeah. the recalling back to them like multiple issues later is brilliant because flash forward in that issue they have like uh, Oberon has Justice League tryouts. Yeah. So like Yeah, Oberon yeah, yeah. Oberon has put out uh like a, a wide invitation to basically every single hero to join the Justice League. So basically they can have their pick of recruits instead of the other way around. So every single hero in the DC universe is just like milling around in like the like uh, around the water cooler, basically. Yeah, it's a whole toy then, box yeah, like, full of superheroes. <laughs> yeah, and the the cuns like re go back to their normal size. Like the the shrink ray wears off. Yeah, re They they biggin, and they they burst through, and they're just like, "We're gonna get them!" And they burst through the door, and it's like, back away. <laughs> <laughs> so put the candle. Uh, <laughs> And and like they they even like pick up the door and try to like put it back. And <laughs> They're like, we have the wrong address. This was a mistake. Sorry, it was a mistake. And then like the whole time, guy's been bitching that he couldn't go off and fight the cuns during invasion. And like, ev- basically, all the heroes in an attempt to beat the shit out of these guys as as much as possible, they wreck the house more. Well, they get than stuck in the door. The cuns did. They all try yeah, to go through they, the door all- at once. <laughs> Yeah, and literally, like, I think Power Girl throws the the refrigerator at them, and they need a new fridge. Like, all the, they just wreak havoc on it. They can't get the cuns actually get away, but the like in a really fucked up turn of events, they get to the uh, teleporters, the teleporter tubes, and they're like, "Hey, where does that teleporter go?" And they're like, "Oh, um, that goes to like the French embassy or whatever." Uh, that we just dismantled, so they just um disintegrated themselves and scattered across the universe in <laughs> tiny little particles. 
<laughs> they oh. teleported into nothingness. <laughs> they exploded. <laughs> Yeah, Sucks no, they, they like they they ceased. They just ceased to exist. <laughs> Which is like, ooh, that's that seems harsh, but I guess uh that's what we get for not being able to work together in the slightest way possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, just fucking ridiculous. Then we have the whole JLE saga get... as well. Yep. In this yeah. trade. So we get that's part of what the tryouts were for. I believe, well, yeah, the, right? the tryouts happen, the and they they kind of th- that's where the there's kind of a split because JLI continues as JLI, and then we get J Justice League Europe. So I guess that was mm-hmm. two separate books. Yeah, yeah, the team becomes too big, yeah. so they have to split it up. And they they wanted yeah. like international like uh, clout, I guess, and it doesn't go well because they don't get respected by France. At all. Well, no one in the they Justice League Europe team, is though. European, aside yeah. for uh what's his name? The the Russian robot. Yeah. Oh. Oh uh, Rocket, Rocket Red. 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 Although I guess that wasn't technically Europe at the time. No. It was not. Yeah. Pretty good team though, right? It's got Captain Adam, Animal Man, Flash. Elongated Man. Ooh. Who Elongated would who man. would Animal Man be? Metamorpho. Ooh. Power Girl? Ooh. Sorry, Animal Man's like one of my favorites. This has got to be perfect. Pedro Pascal want, could be Animal Man. We're do just you want someone goofy? Swapping Pedro Pascal around. It, yeah, depend, well, it depends what version. Do you want like, I feel like Morris, like this version's a little more goofy than yeah. linear version. Yeah, Morrison Animal Man. This one lost its luggage and he just is sad about it the yeah. whole time. I want to yeah, throw it out there. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Done. So <laughs> fuck you. Pitch right? it to DC immediately, you <laughs> fucking I, I cowards. I would love a JLI movie. This would be such a fun yeah, movie. No. This, this could be... Especially because Gun, Gun is doing a Booster Gold TV show, which is perfect for yeah. Gun. Like, that fits the vibe. Just and honestly, like, Booster Gold feels like a TV show, at least right now. Yeah, it's imposter syndrome, the character. Like, so it's, it's, he's just going to kill it with <laughs> I that. I feel like JLI and could be their the guardians, ne- man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like... Oh my god. Ryan Instead Gosling, of Suicide oh, Squad? Yeah. Dude. Fuck off. Ryan Gosling is perfect. I'm so upset that you nailed, nailed that so well. Uh, <laughs> I'm shook. I'm yeah. shook. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. Because I'm thinking of like him specifically like in Nice Guys. Yeah. Yes. That's what yeah, I'm he thinking. He can do the comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, That's the what I was thinking. He's funny. And he's amazing in it. Yeah. He, fuck, he only had to do it one yeah. time. I mean, <laughs> until Barbie comes it. out. Oh, oh man. that's true. That's true. The Kennedy. <laughs> He's gonna be a whole ass vibe. <laughs> Can we talk about Sorry, the elongated man everything. for a second? He's the best. I love him. He's how is he also just not plastic man? I don't always, understand how these two different people. His neck is always stretched out, no matter what. Because he's just like always, he's always got yeah, a long neck. He wiggles his nose. And he, yeah, I, I, I don't think he yeah, knows what his neck length should be anymore. It's just always he's been just long. Like, yeah, yeah, like he, he forgot what out. normal. Oh, that's a good thing like. to add to uh, weird things to talk about. Reed Richards. How how do they know what the just the normal yeah. length is? What's what's your normal shape? How do you? He's smart enough to remember. Hmm. Like the actual dimensions of his body, he's smart enough to actually remember that. Hmm. 
Is that muscle that's memory? Is that the is that like the definition of muscle memory? No, it we, kind of would be. Probably, I think yeah, it's yeah, his suit. It. His suit is like the container. Oh, it like it yeah. contracts him back. Yeah, that's a good point. So elongated man is but, just a noodle. Yeah, I, I, but and anyway, he's, yeah. he's such a goofball. I fucking love him. Elongated man and <laughs> Sue, who is also one of the best characters, she becomes like the oracle for the for JLU, Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, like how they just have this whole thing and half of it is just like no one in Europe wants them there and then they just, everything goes horribly wrong. Because <laughs> they're trying to like track down a murderer and just like they everywhere they go, it just gets worse. So, they, so a, a, like a foreign ambassador gets murdered on their doorstep in the first issue. Who's also a neo-Nazi. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and no. also uh, <laughs> Captain Adam is Good in charge rinse. of this team yeah. and is like super unsure of himself he has no idea what he's doing so he has like yeah. imposter syndrome as well as like you know being probably underqualified and like trying to wrangle this team together who doesn't respect him and uh in a country that doesn't respect him right yeah right yeah he's 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 of all of the members of the justice league which is hilarious because like superman is there i think captain adam is like the most jingoist I guess outside of like Guy Gardner, who is literally just like a Reagan guy, uh, <laughs> Captain Adam is just has like so much like military vibes that it's like, dude, you're you're bringing all this America energy to Europe, and no one's gonna like it. You just gotta calm down. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because the the like the diplomatic stuff is interesting, and they don't like they don't play it lightly. Like it actually matters. Like they're they're about to like. It like they have to fix relation the relationship with the with France before they uh, continue, and they get thrown into into political controversy like right away. They blow up fucking buildings and they shit. Just, it just does not go well at all. I love that. <laughs> I love that. There's one issue where it's like. Power Girl comes out of a building. It's like at least he didn't blow it up, and then it blows up the next hit, the next page. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and they have a um, uh, they have a liaison that speaks French, but then they meeting with another ambassador, and uh, Captain Adams like I don't understand anything he's saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. And he's like, "What do you mean they don't?" They, oh, he's like what, a guy who's like on a political, like he's like got political power, but he's like a really big fan of the Justice League, and he's like fighting really hard f- to keep the Justice League um, around. But then he finds out that they don't, that none of them are French and don't speak French. So then he's like, "What do you mean none of them are French?" Then they ruin the like relationship with the person who was the their biggest advocate. <laughs> and then there's this great issue where um uh they they go to to school to learn French yeah. and then they end up in school alongside uh gangsters that are also trying to learn French so they can pull off Incredible. ice and they they're in the same class and they both get arrested together. Uh, it's so goofy. Oh my god. Incredible. I love it. I still think Timothy Oliphant for Captain Adam. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah. I th- I'm sticking with that, actually. He's not... Because mm. he can he kind of pull off the, Just like... Just rewatch Just he... Fight Again, Sean, but picture him covered in metal. <laughs> no, the problem with... Ju- no, the problem is Captain Adam is too by the book. Timothy Oliphant's very much... I'm, uh, I, got, I play by my own rules. Mm. That's his vibe. Well, you can I'm, change like, dude, vibes. That's what an actor's supposed to do. I know, yeah, but like that's, that's literally what actors do. Have you seen Timothy Oliphant? Because that's everything <laughs> I've ever seen him in. <laughs> uh, also, Sue, Sue Dibney, uh, Kristen Wiig. You just need someone that's more yes. like straight line. He's not, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm. Like, like, I don't a, know. like a straight laced. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm a straight laced military keep, guy. Keep thinking. You guys, you, you guys keep going. Like Josh Dumal would be a good one. He'd be a good one. I don't know who that is. Uh, he plays this like the go-to military guy and like everything. Have you ever seen okay. Transformers? He's like the main military guy, like, got the it. young guy. Got it. Yeah. Sure, fuck it. Why not? Anywho, because I don't think you need anyone crazy. You know, he's not. He's not like this is Captain Adam. Wow, rude. <laughs> Damn, this is Captain Adam erasure. <laughs> it's fine. It's more about we got to get a good metamorpho in here. Yeah, that was. Uh. I was thinking. I was thinking. Me- yeah. Michael Chiklis. That's work. a tough. <laughs> <laughs> he can be Thing and Metamorpho. Yeah. Give, give him some redemption. He's, yeah, he's just good at tortured person in a in a weird element body. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. I'm in, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, I like how Wally West is on this team just because he's broke and needs the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a it. paycheck is it. pretty tight, but though. This is but he's also a total his... fuckboy about it. Like, yeah, as <laughs> I, mean, I was well, explaining, to be fair, Wally's a total fuckboy. As boy. I was explaining, <laughs> Wally West is a terrible character before Wade comes along and and fixes him, and he grows up. Uh, but this is off of him winning the lottery because that he wins the lottery in his first in the issue of his first series, and then he loses it all of it. Hmm. Metamorpho, Tom Hardy. That's, that's a weird one. It is a weird I, one, but I'm I was sticking thinking, There's some um, absolutely like unhinged Hardy. drawings of Metamorpho in this, in this book. Yeah, there are. He's great. <laughs> like he, he, just has some... watch Abin, he just wants to watch Three Stooges in French and Abin Costello. <laughs> Why can't I not think of this guy's name? Uh, it'll come back to me. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I saw him in. I know. Um, oh my god, dude, my brain is literally shutting down on me. But I'm gonna say Sam Rockwell. We've definitely Rockwell. reached that point of the podcast. Ooh, weird. Hmm. All right. Anyway. Yeah. No, this book continues to be just a fucking blast and a half, man. It's just so much it's fun. Got, and with it's with a lot the, going on. Yeah, and with the expanded. Uh, cast and crew it just gets more fun because there's so many at any given time there's so many things happening in the background it's just bonkers it's stacked like stacked book yeah and they just uh, the other day rj and i were hanging out we were talking about like that annual issue where like booster and beetle need to like get like fifteen thousand dollars they could buy a tv and then like like, they ransom like like people kidnap Maxwell Lord, and then they ransom him, and then it, it gets turned and around. They're and like, like, "You should pay us to take Maxwell Lord." So they ransom him amount for the just enough to get the TV. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Uh, 
such a ridiculous book. and there are those like repo yeah. side quests that that booster oh, where yeah. they have to repo side quest the repo of vampire and accidentally murder him yeah <laughs> <sighs> yeah that one got kind of dark that that felt almost like a little bit of um because uh jam dematis wrote uh craven's oh, last yeah, hunt it, like it kind of felt it kind of felt like um what yeah, was vermin for sure vermin yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. vermin vibes where it's just like this guy like just leave me alone i'm in the sewer well, it's because he was an escaped <laughs> lab experiment yeah exactly just like yeah. i'm with that on a shirt. vermin vibes <laughs> vermin vibes <laughs> that's what i that's what i bring to the team my vermin yeah. vibes the vermin the vermin vibes my yeah, vermin fuck vibes yeah. <laughs> sewer monster energy where do you see yourself in five years ah the sewer probably just throwing myself on a on a fucking stalactite a bunch of trying sewer. to foil the plans of turtles licking cops faces or trying to raise four turtles hot rat king, hot rat king. There- <laughs> The there was this action figure line that um they were doing they're doing turtles and they did they revealed their rat king and then people were complaining that he wasn't ugly enough and they're like you gotta you gotta change it so they listened to fans and they pulled it and everyone and now there's a section of fans that are just upset that hot rat king went away. <laughs> R.I.P. Hot yeah. rat king. F of the it's chat hilarious. for hot rat king. What? In case you're not up on action figure like, drama. Also, don't Google and search Hot Rat King. It's not going to be a good time. <laughs> or do, depending on your vermin vibes. I feel like there are like five fuckboys in West Philly in a fucking like basement that are all named Hot Rat King. <laughs> like that's their... They're, they're all that's tied their, that's, together that's, that's by the... That's stripper name? That's the name of their fucking D-beat band, and they legally cannot <laughs> like... It's, it's vermin other. vibes opening for hot racking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All of their beards got tangled together one day. And... Oh no. <laughs> their little oh, shoestring headbands. Yeah, all they're all good. Oh, this got so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's late. Welcome back, Ben. Yeah. Hey, we got fucking weird. Dude, I need to get this out of here. This, this is a fun conversation to start a season off on. It, this was this was a fun, light DC book. You know, uh, fan casting, this was a fun time. Yeah, drop your fan casts in the Discord, uh, listeners. Let us know what you thought. And if you disagree with Ryan Gosling as Animal Man, I will personally fight you. Wow. Just clear and go. present threats here at the bottom of the show. <laughs> Casey, throne. Casey will demand satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i guess i guess that's a good place to wrap up um follow us on the socials uh at last week's comics we've been kind of uh not as active as we used to be because let's face it you say we like it's not my well, fault I, and i, I, I apologize I, I, i'm, I'm saying nice. let's face it uh twitter's just a fucking hellscape and who wants to fucking use that anymore but yeah the Discord is where it's at, guys. That's where the meaningful conversations happen. It's all, it's good vibes only in there, uh, at least in, in the Tales from the Shortbox hashtag. So, like, come join us. Come come talk comics in a place that's not Twitter. Yeah, and uh, we're still on Instagram at last week's comics, too. But, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like our, our, our presence on Twitter is getting less and less important these days and that's a good thing yeah just like just like everybody's yeah so yeah come come hang out with us in the discord i'll give you a a link to that in the episode description also uh if you want to 
If you want to give us some money, you can do that too. I'll give you a, a link to our Patreon. Um, or you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support. I think that takes you right there. So yeah, come hang out. Uh, keep the conversation alive in the Discord. Um, it's great to be back. Can't wait to do more of this. We got uh, we got some Hulk stuff coming at you next. Um, stick around. Oh, um, yeah. So we're Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>